Season five, episode one, take two. Granted, it is the second take of, the, of this episode after what happened last week. Yes, if you tuned in last Thursday, you will have seen the power cuts. Um, but, you know, new radiator. That's what caused the issue. At least it's now. I'm, I've had a week of freezing my butt off in this office um, working, but... Radiator gone, all sorted. I'm nice and toasty. Came back today. I was hoping it was going to be back so I could be nice and warm whilst doing the show. And yes, we're here. Um, we're going to go through basically what we were supposed to go through last week, but unfortunately, um, I don't have Matt here. Um, so last week, if you tuned in, I had Matt Pradanovich from Subradio Band, um, who are currently on tour in the UK. Um, I believe they're playing in london this evening um if they've not already finished their set so yeah but you know we're here and you know we've got lots of stuff to talk to talk about but what i want to do is actually go through what we went through last week um with matt so we're not wasting that content because it was some great chat and you'll actually see the um and here if you're listening to the podcast the actual uh, bang when the electricity went off. That was fun. Um, as someone said to me, it sounded like I was being shot at. So, great. Um, anyway, we'll uh, tune into that, but I just want to give you a little rundown about what's happening on today's show. So we'll have all the talking points. I got through to certain part with Matt before, you know, the electric went off. So we're going to go through the rest of that as well. Um, I'm going to go through the trivia question as well because I've remembered to do that this time around. Um, I've got your questions and answers coming up as well. Um, so if you've got any questions, hit them up in the chat. Just want to say hello to Richard, hello to Stu, hello to Isaiah. Great to see you all in the chat there. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, what is new for this season? Um, as you can see, we're now in the DCU cave. You can see um, if I'm just going to move some stuff out of it. We've got the DC UK um, Cat in the Hat jersey there. If you want one, you can buy it on uh, dcnightkingdom.com forward slash DC UK store. Um, just like this new um, 2023 home jersey that I've designed. Um, it's it's simple. It's subtle. I like it. Um, it arrived today as well. We have the DC UK podcast official DC United jersey there as well. And we've also got the Dave Johnson jersey as well. It's fantastic. Scarf up on top. Standing desk so I can dance around, do all of this. You know, free movements. I'm in my converted garage. It's brilliant. I can be as loud as I want. I can be as quiet as I want. You know, I'm just talking gibberish. Um, but, you know, like I said, we've got all that to come. It might be a lengthy episode, but, you know, those, those are the best. So we'll see. Let's get on with it. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am just going to head into the interview that we did last week. Um, I will apologize for the audio. Um, my audio was pretty poor. Um, I'm using some new software as well um, to um, broadcast the podcast to you. Um, it 
looks and feels great. It works really well. It's similar to the previous software that I had been using. Um, I can do things like this, bring up all the comments that come through. But this time I've got custom fonts as well. So this is actually using the DC UK font. Um, and Stuart, no, I'm not going to do a little twirl. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. Um, so we've still got all of that. We've got the ticket that goes through at the top as well. Um, so if you are watching it live, you'll see things like this going through the top about subscribe, like, and comment. Um, so if you're not subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. Um, if you haven't liked the video, please like the video. And if you want to leave a comment, please leave a comment. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit hyper. Um, I'm so happy to be back. So let's crack on. I'm just going to go straight into the video. So like I said, apologize about my audio. My lap, this software decided to choose the wrong microphone rather than this one. It chose my laptop, so I sound a bit distant and a little bit echoey. But, you know, here we go. Um, please enjoy the interview with Matt. It was great to have him on. So here we go. As you see, over here, we've got our first guest of the season, guitarist, vocalist, and co-founder of the band Sub Radio, known for parody hits such as Stacey's dad, which is absolutely phenomenal. And I think, which is a belter, better than that, it's Matt Pradanovich. I, I hope I actually, I did ask you whether I put, that was the right pronunciation, but I'm assuming it's right. That was, that was spot on, you know? Oh. Uh, you're, you're a, that was a, that was a one try wonder right there. Normally it's a Pradanovich, Pradanovich. That was a, well, it's a CH at having. the end. Excited to be here. It's, it's going to be an Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm uh, I'm actually sitting in Dulles Airport right now, right outside of uh, DC. I'm getting on a plane to come to uh, the UK in just uh, in just a couple hours. I'm going to be landing in uh, London, and then it's right to Manchester. That's it, isn't it? It's uh, and you want to tell us why you're coming to the UK as well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I probably should. Um, my my band that I'm in, um, Sub Radio, um, we are performing live four times. Um, we're playing once in Brighton on the 15th of February. We're playing again in London on the 16th of February, again in London on the 17th of February, and then finally uh, in Manchester on the 19th of February. And if you'd like to go to any of those shows, two of them still have tickets available, but two of them are sold out. So um, you can stand outside and wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd wave back as well, wouldn't you? If there's just people around. I would, just... if, if, I could, if I could see, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great that you actually We'll sneak a couple more in. We'll sneak yeah. a couple more. Who cares about health yeah. and safety? No, we do care about health no. and safety. We need we, to we make, care. Yeah, yeah, we need to care. Very much. But it must be a great feeling to actually have sold out shows. On is this your first tour of the UK you know, as well? Yeah, we've uh, we've actually have never played internationally until just recently. We did a trip to Mexico, which was um, which was amazing, um, and this is our first time uh, playing in Europe. Um, and I'll tell you, when we started this band in Sterling, um, and I was you know you know living near DC for my entire life, I could honestly tell you I didn't really think. You know, it's always a dream that you have, but I didn't really ever think that we'd ever play 
you know, back-to-back sold-out shows in, in London before we even step in the country. Um, so uh, that was wild to me. And, and the other two shows are selling fast. So if you are listening to this podcast and you would like to come to the show, um, I would suggest you go to our website right now and, and grab tickets. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, and uh, it's, it's nice to follow uh, my music obsession, which is allowing me to go to the UK and also watch some uh, football obsession as well. Um, so I get both in one trip. It's great. And, and I'm glad you said football as well. You, you kept it English. I know we, I mean, <laughs> previous, you know, in the pre-show, we, yeah. we were saying soccer and, you know, I, I do dabble in a bit of both. I do say soccer and I do say football and I get the mix taken out of me because I say soccer, but you know, it is actually an English term after all. So, that's you know that's what they say i i am an interchanger um i'm i'm also a, a british citizen as well so um i go in between saying saying football and soccer so i think my dual citizenship allows me to, to flip on the words <laughs> <laughs> well i've got a question already in and i'm just gonna bring it up on screen right. <laughs> what mm. games are you gonna watch man united i am not a man united fan i'm a man <laughs> fan so i probably will not be going to old trafford um however i am gonna see man city play um aston villa on the 12th uh at the etihad so i'm pretty excited about that um there's gonna be kind of a weird kind of feeling about that game because recent news has been a little weird about city but i'm excited to see holland play hopefully um and de bruyne and a couple other uh a couple other of my my favorite players um it's been about four years since I've seen City play, so I'm excited to go back and see him. Now, here's a big question. How long have you been following Man City for? Is it since the old... So, my... So, my, my first City game was in, like, 2006. Um, yep. I... So I saw, and it was, it's kind of a city game, but they played, it was city United, but it was a youth game. Um, and I thought city was so badass because they won, um, won nothing and beat United. And I thought they were so good at the time. Um, little did I know that, uh, they they were this uh the the smaller team i didn't really know about football in that way um this is pre carlos tevez um so this is the claudio reyna era another player or um who now is a bit controversial to bring (laughs) in in recent days um but he was my favorite U.S. national team player at the time, so I was a big fan of him, like that he played for the team. So we would kind of, like, watch games um, when we could. It wasn't as easy to watch them back then, and now it's yeah. so much easier to see games now. So as soon as um, all of the games came to NBC Sports, I think, that's when I really started um, watching a ton. Whenever It was probably, like, 2010 was about when um, it became – easy to watch the games yeah um, so that the, is that Faxon Chinawatra who was the owner at the time I think when Sven was manager it, yeah when Sven was manager that was kind of like right when my uh, that right right when I uh, kind of uh, I don't know there's there's a time when like you stop watching just when like your parents watch I feel like um, and that was kind of like for me when that happened like my dad yeah. was always like a tangential city fan but he mostly followed DC United yeah. and um, 
I, I was sort of the same up until I got to college and then I kind of followed both teams about the same. So, yeah. you know, if DC United, I said United, not, so there's no confusion. If DC United is playing, I will watch them for sure. And if Man City yeah. is playing, I'll watch them for sure. And fortunately they're on completely different schedules and almost never, um, have, I never have conflicts about which one I can watch. Can't wait for the day that uh, DC plays City. If that ever happens, that would be a dream come yeah. true. And also the, the biggest qualm ever of who to root for. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's the likelihood is probably going to be more and more uh, likely because of that connection that Man City have with uh, New York City FC. They could do a mini tour and they could yeah. visit because uh, it's not that far away in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, I, you know, I would no. love that. I would love yeah. to see them at Audi Audi Field, have De Bruyne swinging in some uh, some crosses, seeing how then, we how we how we. Yes, I mean, could you imagine if DC score against City and then the beer shower in the in the Chico stand would just be phenomenal? I would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I would love to see DC score on City. I love Man City. I love watching them play, but I would love to see a DC goal against Man City. I hope we see that someday. Definitely. Um, I'm just going to throw up another couple of comments, just compliments for you guys, um, especially you and your band. So Corey just said, greatest band of all time. Simple as that. That's not bad. You know, I, I can't argue. I have no. to agree. So thank no. you, Corey. You speak the truth. And then, and then my lovely wife has actually uh, come on and commented as well. Bless her. And she loves you guys as well. Oh, thank you so, so much, Blisty. Um, oh, more comments coming in. This is, I, I love this. This is awesome. So Adam said that the older sub radio songs have never really gained the traction that the new songs have. What do you think has changed between early sub radio and now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say uh, people actually watching us, um, whereas when we put out our first album, um, we were kids and we were still, and maybe in our heads were kids. Um, but uh, we didn't really know how to roll out songs. We didn't really have a fan base. So I think live streaming and social media has kind of changed the landscape for us. Whereas now older songs, which we put out a long time ago, are starting to actually get listened to. Um, and I think for us, it, it's a little interesting because we want to go back and make those better because we weren't really paying the same attention as we are now um, to, you know, to, the, to those songs. And do you think it's, because I noticed you guys do a lot of shorts um, on you do it on TikTok, you do it on YouTube. That they seem to gain a lot of traction, so you get that visibility and things like that. So, do you think that's Absolutely. probably where it's come from? Absolutely, I think um, I think a lot of the uh, the TikTok short form videos, um, not just for us, but um, honestly, a lot of people. I think that has kind of been like. Uh, what what everyone's been moving towards lately that and um and live streaming uh seems to be kind of a, a new way to grow since uh the pandemic kind of like accelerated that i think yeah. people were probably moving that way anyway but as soon as everyone was locked inside they're like hey i need to kill uh 90 seconds at a time for the next eight hours so what can i what can i do you know you know scroll on the phone so. <laughs> <laughs> oh right so, but we probably should talk a bit about football Maybe should we do let's, that? Yeah, let's let's talk about let's let's talk some DC United. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, I came for obviously fans of the show and for myself as well, just to kind of go through a little bit about your background with DC United. Um, so, 
firstly, why DC United? I mean, obviously, it's quite obvious because you're from DC, but <laughs> again, from so, both sides of the pond, we don't see a lot of Americans. Generally, soccer's not the main sport, but you seem to have, obviously, a massive love with the game. So mm-hmm. where did that come from? And then why did it uh, materialize into DC United? It's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing that happened. My So my dad was born in the UK. I kind of have to go back couple steps um yep. he was born in the uk came over when he was when he was younger and um he played soccer his entire life he played um for penn state um when he was in college nice. um and always had a huge love for the game now there wasn't a professional game when he was playing um but he got really excited about uh, a well-run professional league in the u.s which up until you know that the, the time that mls was created there just wasn't really a well-run uh, football, soccer league in the U.S. Um, so when they announced that there was going to be a team in D.C., he signed up immediately um, to be a season ticket holder. So he was one of the first 20 season ticket holders ever for D.C. United. Um, he went to, like, uh, the team picnics that they did when they were first uh, getting people on board to, to get the team started. He, like, carried tables out. You know, he met Kevin... Kevin Payne, actually, yeah. he's a uh, um, rest in peace now. Um, several times, um, and was very involved in in the team, like getting it set up, um, and and the supporters, like uh, from day one. Um, so it's kind of a generational thing. Um, yeah. When I was, you know, three or four, um, he was taking me to all those uh, all those little like picnics and things like that. So. As soon as RFK started hosting games, you know, I was I was there for all of them. Um, I started out as a little little person, barely able to see over, you know, the heads of the people in front of me. And then um, my seat got better as I got older. Um, yep. And uh, and I started really enjoying the games. And um, I, I think my love of the game came from just being around it so much and, and kind of watching it with my dad um, and that was kind of our thing for a long time. Um, it was just, you know, watching, watching football whenever it was on. Um, and our team was, you know, it was DC. It was always DC and they were a very, very, very good team. They won a lot. So it was, it was really fun um, to go to the games. And the atmosphere in RFK was electric. You could just feel it. Um, and it was, it always was growing in the first years that uh, the league, the league was going on. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where it came from. Um, and I don't know. I've just continued following the team ever since. And they've kind of just been, yeah, that's my, that's my team. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of a, kind of a, uh, I don't know if I had a lot of choice in the matter. It was always going to be a DC fan, I think from, from day one. Um, but you know, I, I love them. I love them when they're good. I love them when they're bad. Um, and, uh, I'll always be watching, um, yeah. regardless of what the score is. So, um, I, uh, it's been a couple of rough years recently, but, but I'm excited about the upcoming year. Um, yeah. I think we made some good good moves, and I'm excited to have Rooney back with the team. Yeah, definitely. This is long backstory, but that's it. This is good. <laughs> it's, it's a great little story, and you're right. It's a lot of the traditions, especially with football fans, soccer fans, is it's usually family orientated. You get told who you're going to support, and that's who you stick with. It's like me with um, Middlesbrough. My exactly. first ever game was to go to a Middlesbrough match against Oxford United 
back in 1992, like back in all those old days where, again, it was an old stadium, wooden. It was just, it was a great time. And then that was it. It was just, I was a season ticket holder from 1995 to 2010, when, which is roughly around the time when I moved away. So, yeah, loved those times. It was great. Um, and then obviously DC United, as we talked about previously um, before going live, about my uh, little way into went into the club long-winded but again it was a nice little way and then you just stick with it and that's yeah. it and look, look what happens you get, you get jerseys with your podcast name on the back of it for some reason Amazing. you start you start making things like that which you can buy on dcnightkingdom.com forward slash dcuk store <laughs> see how I did that <laughs> gotta get the plug in you gotta, gotta get the plug in um yeah. But yeah, so we've got a few things to go through. Um, I know you, you know, haven't got a huge amount of time, so I'll try and fit as much as I can in. Um, but what we'll do is we are going to go into some news. So I need to find the little clips. So I'm just going to roll the uh, news VT. Now, if that isn't a news news theme, I don't know what it is. That is proper, Amazing. proper Amazing. news theme. Um, right, so there's quite a few things um, that has happened since the last show, which was back in late October, early November last year. We've had the off-season and things like that. So the big one is the MLS-Apple deal, a 10-year deal that's worth billions of dollars and billions of pounds. Um, we're finally able to get it. Um, I've already subscribed to it. Um, I mean, you can get the cheap deal if you run a free trial with Apple TV Plus. I don't think they thought that one through, but as long as you're still subscribed to it, you get the cheaper price. Uh, my free trial ends at some point this month, so I decided to sign up for £79 for the year, which is... I think it's $79. I said it's literally a straight equation from US dollars to... One, yeah. Yeah, so you guys actually get the better deal out of it. So hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's always the case with uh, watching watching football, right? It's easier in the US yeah. than in the UK for any yeah. pretty much. Yeah, uh, thank you. Blackouts at Saturdays on three yeah. PM. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, and to be fair though, I've been it's been fairly simple for me to watch MLS games over the last few years, so I can't argue too much. Yeah, that is um, that is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, especially when Wayne Rooney signed for us. The first full season we had in 2019, out of the 34 regular season games, 32 of them were broadcast on TV for DC United. That's amazing. Well, and you know, that's that's what having a player like, you know, Rooney brings to the club is that kind of visibility, which you can't replace that for, you know, for DC. So he was a, he was a great chancer for many reasons. I think a lot of people were skeptical when he came in. Yeah. But he obviously showed his, you know, he was worth his weight in gold for the for the time he was there, and great to have him back as a manager. Yeah, definitely. That impact that he made when he first signed take us from bottom of the Eastern Conference to playoffs on that amazing yeah, run was just insane. And every time we played Orlando as well, it was just a it was a magical fixture. Him, him and Acosta, just oh yeah. Well, that I mean that play against uh, the slide tackle to the. So the cross-up for Acosta's hat trick was legendary. I think yeah. that clip will be shared 
for the rest of history. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was just something. And else. defensive effort too. Oh yeah, I've never seen Rooney move so fast. <laughs> Neither did he. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> he probably got got halfway through thinking, "What am I doing?" And he's knackered. He's getting yeah. stage. Uh, nah, yeah. Fair play to him. Fair play to him for that. Um, but this deal is just MLS deal is fantastic. So yeah, seventy nine quid. Absolutely um, stoked. Yeah, or ninety nine pounds for the year if you're not an Apple TV Plus subscriber. Which, to be fair, that's not bad either for every single game. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, we got it immediately um, yeah. as soon as as soon as we could. And my dad will be there. Uh, with me watching every single game. Um, and we watch a lot of MLS generally. Um, so even outside of DC United, we watch a lot of games. So it was a, it was a huge, that was great for us. Cause it was just like, Oh, great. You're going to put them all in one area and I don't have to go surfing, um, the high seas potentially to, you know, to go fight games. Um, and it's not just that, it's the, the extra content as well, which I think has just been, yes. so it just looks fantastic. I absolutely adore it. There's some of the clips that have come through on there. It just, I don't know if I've got all the games hey. from last year on it. I, Leave I it to Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and, and a bunch of, they have a bunch of archive stuff there too. My dad was watching like uh, DC play the Metro stars just the other yes. day. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was the season when Jaime was playing for, for the Metro stars and not DC, which is a weird, weird site. Yeah. I'm glad we forgave him and allowed him to come back. Yeah. Well, you know, when you when you play like he does, it's uh, easy to forgive. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so that's that deal. That you obviously you've signed up. I've signed up. Hopefully, many others have signed up. You get free when you're a season ticket holder as well, which I thought was a nice little touch. Although I was pretty yeah. good to be able to do that. I just think this is the kind of thing that the league needed as well in terms of getting the visibility getting the publicity and just help them grow the league in general. So hopefully yeah. Yeah. many people around the world will sign up to it. Because I know uh, people who are in the DC UK community, we're not just in the UK, we're not just in the US, but we've got people who are in Belgium. We've got people who are in Turkey, um, Australia, and all over, all over the globe. And everyone can watch it without actually having to go find a dodgy stream, which... Right, right. It's um, no. I, I think it's it's great that the league can command that, that kind of uh, that kind of price for you know just just to have the games on on Apple. Um, yeah. And it's interesting now that MLS has done that. A lot of other leagues are moving towards the streaming only focus. I think the NBA is going towards that. And I, I would bet the uh, um, the NFL is going to be. Um, close behind as well yeah I think MLB already did I think baseball already yeah did. baseball's uh, was uh, Apple's first foray into um, sports um, so apparently that started off a little bit iffy but it's actually grown quite shaky. well yeah. um, so that's kind of the good test bed for, for us to be able to have a good success on the platform so so far so good it works nicely on my iPad it works through on my Android phone as well which is phenomenal so, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Smooth sound, hopefully, this season. Yeah. Better than Flow Sports. And that's all we ask. Oh, Don, why did you have to bring that name up? <laughs> why did you have to bring that name up? <sighs> okay. Um, let's move on. 
because we don't want to go on yes, that from Yes. Um, let's, let's have a little uh, chat about um, the transfers because obviously there's been quite a lot happen over, over the time, I want to say. Uh, so let me get the right one up. So we've got the transfers in. Um, so we've brought in a few players there. So Mohana um, Jose, Derek Williams, um, Tyus Klitsch, Ruan, Tyler Miller, Pedro Santos, and Alex Bono. So what was that seven players there that we brought in? Um, yeah. I think the key ones for me is probably, well, Klitsch being a DP, he's Leeds United fans love him. And uh, you've mentioned something about Leeds, which I won't repeat because that might not go down so well with uh, some people um, but great to see him the fans love him the fans when I was, was going through social media when it was announced every single one had a good thing to say there was nothing bad about his move so yeah can't argue with that um, he's real, he's looked great off the bench any any um, anytime he had to come off and, and help help leads in the, in the Premier League scored a couple of really nice goals um, yeah. like this this most recent season obviously with Bielsa he was a huge player so um, I think that it is an absolute steal that they got him and at the price that they got him um, and playing if, if he can combine with Taxi um, he can really get the attack firing and I, and I really hope Benteke gets a good run out. Um, I don't think that he got, I mean, he, he didn't have much time last season. So I'm just, I'm hoping we, we actually get to see him um, with a full firing offense and also a lot of good support behind him too. I think um, Pedro Santos is also another, you know, you know, proven MLS player. So yeah. excited to see him on the field as well. Yeah. I think the live wide out of those is going to be a real one. He's a bit unpredictable. Absolutely. Um, which is good and potentially a little bit bad, especially on the defensive side when I've spoken to a few Orlando fans. They love his attacking play, but his defensive could be improved. So we just need to be aware of that. Um, but then that also kind of makes me worry about Nahar. Yeah. Because what, how, how is that going to work? Because they both play in the same position. Fairly sure. Uh, well, Ruan's more direct and Nahar's a bit more flair um, and likes to go around people rather than just try to put the ball up and then run after them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, whether Ruan's going to be the backup or Nahar's going to be the backup or does Nahar go to centre-back? I was going to say, yeah, maybe or maybe he pushes up the right wing. Who knows? They might. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I mean, at times, I mean, he was uh, he was playing as like a false center back almost for DC. It was like very strange how he would just kind of like have these marauding runs forward, um, yeah. you know, put crosses into the box and create some really dangerous situations. I think, I think the big striker gap is where we really suffered. Um, he was such a good creator in the team and not having that like, you know, good solid striker for the team uh, really hurt our potential to like actually finish a lot of chances that he created. Well, Alokamara wasn't solid. <laughs> well, I have mixed feelings on Ola Kamara. Um, Ola Kamara is a very solid MLS goal scorer and mm. he did, he did a great job for the team when he was called upon, but I don't think that he was, 
the stable striker. I don't think that he's like the rely on guy to be putting in, you know, 20 goals consistently per season. And I think even that one season that he did have where he wait, was it 19 goals he scored that season. Yeah. Joint, um, joint top scorer. Joint top scorer. Yeah. I, I think there were quite a lot of penalties in there too. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, very solid player great forward and um i really appreciated his time with dc um but i think and i'm hoping although i know benteke's goal output hasn't been so great in the past three four years i'm hoping he can kind of return to his aston villa days um in, in the next in the next in the next season yeah definitely um just gonna quickly run through the transfers out because there's quite a lot uh, so you got what Brad Smith there, um, which I'm a little bit sad to see him go because we didn't really get to see that much out of him because he had that major injury um, early on. So yeah, a little bit sad, but you know, it is what it is. Um, he's now at Houston and joined up with Ben Olson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I kind of similar. He um, yeah. he he showed. I think flashes of what he could have been, but he got injured so quick. And I think, um, you know, they just, they moved him on before we really saw anything. Yeah. Then Tony Alfaro, not really surprised about him moving on. He didn't really get that much game time. So hopefully gets uh, the right club so he can play regular football. Yeah, um, totally agree. David Ochoa, huge loss on that one. That was um, shocking. Gutted. I was really shocked that they didn't um, sign it. He was so solid when they brought him in. And I was like, finally, um, we have someone similar to Hamid um, who can bail us out, has really good reactions, makes pretty good decisions. And he's young too, which I also yeah. like. Uh, he could have could have shored up the goalkeeping spot for, for 10 years if we, uh, well, maybe if he didn't, you know, outgrow the team and, and move on to yeah. a bigger league. But, but that's a good thing too, because, you know, then we're, you know, we're, you know, promoting the brand and, and getting getting some money out of him, so um, yeah. very sad to see him go. Definitely. Then we got Juice Gundrich again. No real surprise there. He just wasn't really MLS level at all. Um, he's joined. Uh, I did make a note on that. Uh, switchbacks um, in USL Championship. Um, I hope he does well. Super, seem yeah. like a super hard worker. Yeah, you, you'd always get hundred percent out of him, but that hundred percent wasn't always at the right level. So quite there. Yeah, um, I think the, the, there's two players on here which I'm pretty happy to have seen goal. First one being Rafa Romo, the uh, the midfield oh, the midfield in goalkeeper. Oh my gosh, the um, hmm. I think uh, the most heart attacks uh, per second with him on the field, um, and I would bet his his defense would say this. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there was um, Matt Doyle did an article. I think it was either yesterday or today, where yeah, yeah, he's like, he's the worst player he's ever seen in MLS. And I'm like, yeah, I can agree with that one. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. agree. Cost us what half he a was, goal every time we played. Yeah, it was some insane stat about yeah how he could just he could not keep anything out. Um, and yeah, just uh, not not terribly surprised to see him. No. Uh, Kamani Smith I'm a little bit sad to see him go because I'm, he's an Englishman um, I think the only thing that really cost him his place was the fact that he was taking up an international slot uh, quite valuable so 
Yeah, he also started to like have a little bit of form near the end of last season. Um, he was starting to kick on, so it was. Um, I don't think he quite did enough to justify that international spot because they are valuable. Yeah. Then Sofian Jafal, similar sort of scenario, takes up an international spot. Um, I, lo- I loved his game. He, he was such a solid player on the ball. Had a great vision with a really good long ball as well. But again took up an international spot um, so you need to be at a decent level to be able to be worthy of that spot so always felt more of like a rotation option and you really don't want to be burning an international spot on that yeah then Ola Kamara which we've already spoken about um, I I I loved him on the podcast I always did the uh, Ola Kamara hype train um because he was when he was on form, he was on fire. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the moment that the power cut. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you to Matt for coming on and actually taking that time whilst he was at the airport waiting for getting on board the flight to come over to the UK. So that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to carry on from where we left off there. Um, and I just need to bring up the right list again. So, so, so I was talking about Ola Kamara and how, yeah, I'm not going to say the phrase again because I don't want to jinx it. Um, but yeah, he, when he was doing well, he was doing well. And when he didn't, it was a very much a confidence player. So yeah, when he didn't have that confidence, you really saw it. And, and unfortunately age, a little bit of an injury record as well kind of just means the fee that he was commanding in the terms of a salary, yeah, just wasn't really worth it. Um, moving on from that, uh, we're going to go down to, oh, if I could do it the right way, we're going to go down to Bill Hamid. Um, yeah, really sad to see him go. Absolute legend of the club. Um, but again, his age. And his injury record, he couldn't put in a full season anymore. So um, hopefully whatever he does now, um, whether that's playing, continuing um, his career in football or whether he does something outside of it, whether he does more coaching or whether he moves into punditry, which we've seen him do at at the last World Cup um, with Fox Sports. Um, I think it was Fox Sports, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, But yeah, we've seen him do some more stuff. So he's... He's keeping himself busy. He's obviously got a newborn as well. So, but hopefully he'll continue his career somewhere. Then we've got uh, Chris Aduyatsem. Um A little bit surprised because he wasn't a big salary cut player. Um, good depth. Had speed, but his defensive capabilities was a little bit lacking. So, mm, yeah, a little bit surprised we didn't keep him. Um, I would have thought that would have been, he would have been a shoe in just for another season at least. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Granted, we have got Nahai who plays at right back. We have now got Ruan who plays at right back. So maybe he's been third in the pecking order. Maybe he didn't want to be that low. Um, and he wanted to actually have a bit more game time. So we'll never know truly what happened there. Um, then we've got Adrian Perez. No surprise. I think we've seen him a handful of times playing. He's had massive injuries with his um, ankle. So, yeah, no surprise that he's no longer with the club. Then we've got then Sammy Gadiri. Um, 
yeah, I, again, I'm not surprised. I haven't really got much of a feeling on that one. He's he's gone. It is what it is. And then the Kempenator, um, hands of glass. Uh, what else can he say? No surprise that he's gone. Um, I think we all felt like he was one of the weak spots for last year. So yeah, did it. Now, those are our outgoings. Um, moving on from transfers, so I'll just get rid of that from the screen. Um, we then move on to the fact that it's Rooney's first full of season in charge. Um, we have seen a lot of progress throughout the off season. We've seen things happen um, in the tournament at uh, Coachella. Um, we've seen little progressions being made. I'm really excited about the fact that we're getting a, a full season out of this. Um, he's had a full preseason to get his philosophy through. Yes, we start to see it towards the end of last season. Um, and we saw glimpses of that, um, especially with the likes of Ravel Morrison, scoring some screamers. But the consistency, sorry, the consistency wasn't quite there. So we are getting towards a better place. I don't know. I am just really, really excited to see what's going to happen. Um, we have made, obviously, a numerous amount of changes in the actual playing squad. We've also made some changes in the backroom team as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, nice little question from Stu there. Um, the biggest standout from the answer is four goalkeepers leaving, including Big Bill. Um, so how do we feel about the goalkeeper situation this season? So yes, we obviously had, obviously, what was it, Romo, Dechoa, Kempin, and Bill leaving, but we've brought in Alex Bono and Tyler Miller. Mm, I feel like we're a little, probably a little bit worse off, um, despite you, Romo and Kempin going, who were not exactly the biggest strength in the team. Um, but David Ochoa was fantastic. It was brilliant. It to be fair, I think he was like a young Bill, young fit Bill. Um, it would have been great to have kept him. I'm so good he's gone. Hopefully Bono and Miller will just take us over until we find the next big goalkeeper. Um, we've got Samudio who has come through the academy. And then, well, I think it was, was he academy? Uh, through the Loudoun um, pathway. So hopefully he'll get some game time and we'll see how he does. But you know, we'll get there. We'll see what happens. But for me, I think we, it's probably still one of our weak points um, in the team. And we need, we don't need to get more goalkeepers, but we need to increase the quality of the goalkeepers. I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, some highlights from preseason. Um, Cameron just saying that, uh, wish that the uh, preseason had more courage. Absolutely. But it, again, it's pre-season. They generally don't have a huge amount of coverage happening. So unless you're there, um, we don't see a huge amount of pre-season games over here in the UK. Um, I don't see Millsborough playing uh, in, the, in their pre-season matches. I'd have to go to the Riverside to go and see that if I was that desperate. Um, so no surprise that there's not much coverage on, on those, but yeah. It, it is uh, what it is, unless you're playing in like one of these international champions tournaments uh, when you've got the likes of Tottenham and Arsenal and Manchester United and Real Madrid, PSG and all those playing in it. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get the coverage really, are we? Um, so yeah, 
some great performances though from the notes that we've seen and obviously some of the comments that we've seen um uh, Ted uh, was laying on the assist getting a couple of goals fantastic to see that um Benteke getting on on the score sheet as well he needs that confidence to really try and get back to his uh, goal scoring capabilities that he had at Aston Villa because as uh, Stu rightly said earlier on Villa Benteke was a different pedigree if he recovers that goal scoring from for DC it would be lead leading and if he does yeah he's he's going to be right up there if not leading he's going to be in the mix so yeah fantastic it would be great I mean if he got 15-20 goals I'll be happy with that um, obviously I'd want more but when we've got Taxi um, Hopkins Fletcher we've got the young kids coming through it will be great um, if we can get all those cylinders firing at the same time or at least spread nicely throughout the season um, I know I'm just seeing some other comments about uh, the coverage um, yeah not much coverage um, but Richard thinks that this is going to be the last year of it um, I hope so it'd be nice to see it I don't know what we will get out of it, though, especially if the preseason style games are how they have been over the recent years, especially when you were playing, what, is it San Jose? Two matches back-to-back, 90 minutes. So we had two different teams. Um, I'm not sure what we would gain out of it. I would like to see highlight packages at the very least, um, or more of those, because we see some of it, but we don't really see get like a proper highlights reel out of it. So... Yeah, it'd be be um, interesting to see how this Apple deal moves it forward as well, um, especially during the quieter times when you have the international windows and things like that. So what kind of coverage are they going to bring to the table? Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that happens. Um, Stu's just saying, does Rooney's name get us extra interest for international coverage despite league performance? <laughs> yes, he does. Um, always. I mean, granted, when... You look at the back end of the 2018 season. Um, so June, Rooney joined us, what, 1st of July 2018. As we had him for the entirety of the rest of the season, we suddenly, even though our, we were bottom of the Eastern, Rooney was here and we suddenly got all the TV coverage and it was so easy to watch DC Light games off here. It's great. Loved it. Um, then 2019, I think um, I've mentioned it before. and I think I was mentioning it might have mentioned it in the interview. Um, we had, actually, I think it was off air with um, Matt. 32 out of the 34 games, um, regular season games were broadcast in the UK in 2019 for DC United. Um, whether that was through um, Sky Sports or whether that was through Free Sports or Premier Sports, there were so many games and it was so great to be able to actually tune in to all of those without actually having to find that dodgy stream. Um, so that was great. Um, but yeah, I think we will get that extra coverage. Um, I mean, granted, the MLS deal, Apple deal will allow us just to have all the games anyway, but the actual highlighted games as well, I think that will help us. The fact that we do have Wayne Rooney um, in there. Maybe it's not as much as he used to, um, but it will be a little bit, little bit of a bump, shall we say. Um, other bits of news. Um Loudoun United are now in the US Open Cup after they split with their DC United group. Um, so now they're under new ownership. And I did see earlier on today that they now have um, their first 
US Open Cup fixture announced. And I'm just going to try and find it. So they will be playing North Carolina FC in the first round of the US Open Cup. Uh, sorry, the second round proper of the 2023 Lamar US Open Cup. Uh, Open Cup time and date of the match uh, will be announced at a later date. Um, so that's their first ever US Open Cup game. Um, great, love it. Um, not sure how it's going to work with the the way the players go quite freely between the clubs. Now that it's under different ownership. Be interesting to see how that works out um, and whether that's be, uh, helps the media be a part of the DC United squad. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and Richard just saying, what do you think the relationship between DC and Loudoun United will be? Um, well, I think it means that we no longer get the uh, that guitar theme uh, for Loudoun County uh, adverts uh, on the streams. Hallelujah. Um, that was so annoying. <laughs> uh, but I think the relationship will slowly peter out. Um I don't think Loudoun United has been quite the success that they were hoping. Um, yes, there's been quite a few players that have come through um, through the ranks. I know, obviously, Griffin Yao scored Loudoun United's first ever goal. Um, Zemidio's come through, TKD, uh, Fletcher. So there's been quite a few good players that have come through and we have seen a few benefits from that. But I don't think it has been quite as good as they were hoping. Um, you see their league performance, not particularly great. Um, Segra Field, not the nicest of stadiums. Obviously, there's a lot of issues in the early days. Um, yeah, I think that will just slowly peter out. It will. There will still be like a little thing there, but I think the relationship will slowly drift apart. Like a friend um, that you haven't seen for many, many years. You got, you got back together and it will be great. But you'll just go on your own separate ways. Um, I'm just seeing Cameron. Uh, how did you pick DC to support? Um, interesting question. Um, yeah, obviously you can find more on, on DCNightKingdom.com. Um, but in brief, in a very short, because it is quite a long backstory, um, but the team I support over here in Middlesbrough, um, we had Jaime Moreno before he joined DC United. We sold him to DC United um, back when I was about eight years old. And I always remember my thoughts back in those days were Americans play football. Great. That was it. I didn't really care about the 1994 World Cup uh, because England obviously weren't in it. So that just passed me by. Uh, plus I was only six. So, you know, I really wasn't paying too much attention. Um, but obviously I knew about them and there was obviously just something there in the back of my mind. Um, so when Freddie Adu came along and we have the wonderful uh, football management simulator, football manager, um, that allowed me to then start using Freddie Adu. I started using DC United. Um, so I used to be, used to play as DC United manager, which hopefully I will be doing a save uh, with DC United. And I might do some streaming um, of me playing football manager as DC United, see how we get on in the 2023 season um, once the winter transfer update has been released. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, but yeah, um, Freddie Dew came along. I started um, playing as DC United. I started watching clips online of DC United and went through 
all the stuff there and just kept up to date with them throughout then. And then eventually when coverage started happening better over here, um, I was able to actually watch the games more and more. The the bonds grew and yeah, you just, as a football fan, when you pick a team, you stick with the team. Um, so my first ever football, uh, football jersey was Glasgow Rangers. Obviously I still follow them. Um, Millsborough was the first ever uh, football match I went to when I was four years old so you stick with that and the long-winded way of following DC United and yeah I, I can happily say I've followed them for quite a number of years now and yeah I'm I would say I'm a proper true fan of DC United so yeah in essence that's how I follow DC United Cameron there you go um so moving on, um, League's Cup, um, new format for 2023 season. You've got the group stages. Um, every team is in it. Um, some teams are automatically qualified for the further round, but we are in a group with Montreal. So Hernan Losada, the return of that. How is that going to go down? Whether he's still manager at that time, we'll see. Um because they didn't, Montreal haven't had a particularly great off season. So yeah, be interesting to see how that goes. Then we're in with Pumas, who generally, I mean, I like their badge. I like their logo. They usually have some decent kits as well. So I'm interested to see how this goes. Obviously, League's Cup has had a bit of a rocky start, shall we say. COVID didn't help, but I'm interested. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this tournament goes. It's going to be great that we're going to be able to watch it on, on the MLS season pass as well. Yeah, I'm quite happy about it. Um, a little bit different. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm eager for it. And then the cherry blossom jersey, um, which if you're at the stadium um, for the grand opening, which I think it's been revealed very, very shortly. Um, uh, do you know when the Cherry Blossom kits release? Well, it's been announced in about uh, 37 minutes. So, you know, um, and apparently the kits are at the stadium. So it's a season ticket member event, um, but hopefully we, anyone who isn't a season ticket member will still be able to buy one. I I would like to buy one. Um, from the images, it looks great. And I'm just going to flash them up on screen. I don't know why, because by the time this goes... You probably watch it if you're not watching it live. You're going to have seen the actual shirt, but here we go. Um, Footy Headlines did leak it out earlier. Um, I've seen some photos which look pretty accurate to this. I like it. I'm not in love with it. Um, a bit like how I was with Marvel jersey. I liked it at the start. Then when I got it in person, I started to... It starts growing me. And I think the Marvel jersey has actually a really, really good kit. I like the blue around the collar. I like the, the tones of the colors that they used. I thought it was a really nice shirt, better than the previous away shirt, which was just the plain white tee, but anything was going to be better than that. Um, but that kind of leads me on to, I want to do a little bit of a kit review um, from all the kits that I've gone around. Because I know that was a question that came up um, when I asked for some questions over on Instagram. Um, from who asked me that one? Uh, Seven Victor G. Yes, what my thoughts on the kits? So, 
what I'm going to do is thankfully uh, 90 minute US on Twitter I've put through put together a few tweets which have got the kits on there so I'm just going to go through those quickly and give you my thoughts on those shirts so you should be able to see this now <laughs> Brian not as nice as mine but still love it yeah I mean mine, mine, mine mine's a classic I think um, so but yes um you should be able to see my screen. Um, you should be able to see the Austin FC barcode. So I'm going to like to call it. Hit, hit the chat up if you can't see it. But um, yeah, you're right, Cameron. I did ask, I'll try to be a bit more creative. And I think they've listened to the fans for once and gone, we need to do something clever. And it looks like they have. So whilst this is a love-hate kit, I think it's it's different. It's a barcode. You could probably scan it at your shop um, and get some money off the shirt because that's what you should be getting. Oh, excuse me. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I like the green. I like the black. I like the two colors together, but I'm not sure this quite works all too well. Um, so I'm going to give this probably a six out of 10. Then we move on to... Um, Atlanta United. Um, what can you say? It looks like every other shirt that they've had so far, apart from maybe the stripes are a different width, maybe. Yeah. Um, four out of 10. It's not exciting. It's not really anything different. Yeah. Not really too impressed by that one. Then, then we got the uh, New York Red Bulls vomit jersey, um, or oh, would you call it moldy cheese? I'd like to know your thoughts on this one. Is it vomit or is it moldy cheese? You decide. Um, but yeah, this is disgusting. Absolutely, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a DC United fan and we hate the Red Bulls, but that is actually horrible. Don't know what they were thinking. And I think that's their home shirt for the season as well. So, yeah, Blech. a one out of 10. Then we've got the Seattle Sounders shirt, which um, I think they're trying to be, they've gone for a Belgian color scheme, um, which is quite nice. I, I quite like that. The the black, the yellow and the red. I think that's pretty good. Um. I'm not sure on the actual pattern though. I I think it's a, again it's another love hate thing, um, but yeah, it's um it's an interesting one that I want to look at. I like the interesting factor. I like the fact that it's a little bit different. So I'm going to give this a I'm going to give this a five out of ten um, on this one. Then we move on to the Portland Timbers, the Tartan Timbers. I love this one. I think it's great. Um, it's very British. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm going to give this a solid seven out, seven and a half out of 10, I think. Yeah, it's just Tartan Timbers. I think that's that's got to be their nickname for this year. We then have the Houston Dynamo. Um, again, I'm not too sure about this one. I like the fact that it's a little bit, again, they've gone for the shape of the of the crest. And pattern that, so it's a honeycomb effect. And then they've gone with a little bit of a square pattern inside of the honeycomb. Um, so it's got a little bit of depth to it. 
again, I don't mind the color scheme. I don't mind the orange and black. But again, I think this could have been a lot more exciting. Um, so I could give it five out of ten. Then we have the Philly Union badge, uh, badge, sorry, shirt, which I like the badge they've gone, the fact they've gone for just snake. I think that's great. Um, but um, oh, where is it? I'm going to have to see if I can find the tweet. Uh, so bear with me two seconds because there was a tweet that was sent out, um, which was fantastic. So here it is. I'm just going to pop this on this screen right here. Um, it's the Simpson shirt, which is brilliant. I love that. Um, so, yeah, so we have the Simpson shirt right there. Um, again, I'm probably going to give it a five out of ten. It's a bit middle of the ground, not particularly brilliant. Um, again, a little bit moldy cheese as well. Then we have the Colorado Rapids, which apparently they made a big song and dance about this kit, how it's going to be great. Um, it's all right. I like the colors. But that's about it. Um, the design of it comes stems from the badge itself, so it comes out. Um, not sure it really signifies rapids or mountains or anything like that. Um, so I'm unsure on this one. So probably... Five and a half, six out of ten. We then have the New England Revolution. Uh, they've gone for the river plates um, style. I like it. Can't argue with it. Six out of ten. Uh, New York City FC. Um, hmm, yeah. Not again. Not sure about this one. Hmm. It's a beginning. It's a bit different. But I don't like the fact that it's just the logo embossed on the shirt. Uh, yeah, I think they could have done a lot more with that. They've done a lot more. They had so they had a great shirt last year, I think it was. So it might have been the year before. Um, I think they've lost it on this one. So four and a half out of ten. Then we have the Columbus Crew, which, yeah, again... I'm not so sold on this one. Um, I'm not sure about the design. Um, it looks like they've gone on to Photoshop and put some uh, motion blur on it. I think that's how how best I could describe this one. Uh, four out of ten. FC Cincinnati, I quite like this one. Um, it surprised me, actually. It looks like they've thrown some paint across the shirt. Um, and they've got, yeah, let's go for it. That's done. Um, they've kept the dark sleeves, which I like the contrast between the main part of the shirt and that. They've got the nice orange tone to it as well, which is obviously reflective of their badge. Yeah, I like it. Um, I would happily give this a seven and a half out of ten. Then we've got the uh, Charlotte FC kit. Really like this one. I like it a lot. Um, looks great. Um, I love the color scheme. I love the purple and the light blue to it. Um, I like the little crowns throughout the little shirt. I need to go out. It's more just of the logo embossed in the shirt, but it works. And they've got like, I think that's a little bit of a pink tone to it as well through sort of down the sides of the shirt. Yeah. 
it's a it's a well designed shirt this one sir again seven and a half possibly eight um but we're still waiting for the official reveal of the DC Knight shirt. We've seen also uh, Chicago Fire. I've released their shirt as well, which is, I haven't got it up on screen, but that is amazing. Absolutely love that one. Um, so if you do get the opportunity to go and check that one out, please do. It is awesome. Um, but the best one will be the Cherry Blossom jersey. It's been too long. Um, so long waiting in the wings. It's going to be great. I'm, super excited about that one um and i will probably end up spending far too much money on getting one imported um but don't tell my wife that one um Stu, what he loves about mls jerseys is, the f- is that they have a lot more personality than most european teams love or hate their designs they have pizzazz <laughs> now sometimes they do sometimes they don't um over the years yes they've had a lot of pizzazz but of the recent seasons, there have just been cookie cutter. Every team's had a very similar design, just slightly different color scheme, which reflects the club. Um, but it's nice that this year, there's been a lot more um, design reflective of the team. Um, they've been, feels like they've had the shackles unlo- uh, loosened for them and then go, you can do what you want. Um, and that's great. So I'm happy about that. Whether that's because we've got the MLS Apple deal and they need to have some really good shirts on show um, to promote the deal and things, whether that's gone hand in hand, if it has, I'm, I'm for it. Happy. Means we get better shirts. Um, cool. So that was uh, my mini kit review. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the official Cherry Blossom would be like. And I would love to know um, whether the the name and the number on the back is going to be in the pink or whether it's going to be in black. It'd be great if it's in pink and cherry blossom. That would be, yes, chef's kiss. Um, anyway, I'm going to move on to some preseason thoughts. So um, what are my hopes for the year? Um, who are going to be potentially my key players for this season? And what I think we might need um, going forward. So, I've, um, I wrote some notes down before um, last week's show because I was going to go obviously go through it last week, but oh, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me this year, I do have that little bit of optimism like I do every season. You're going to have to have that new season optimism. Otherwise, you're just, you're just onto, onto a loss already. And you, there's no need to, for that. You need to think fresh start. We've got, Wayne Rooney in in his first full season, he's had a full off season to prepare for the team, prepare his, his oversight for his playing squad rather than inheriting what he had and just trying to plug plug some holes in as he could. So I yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um we have obviously seen all these changes. So we had the seven players coming in, the 13 players going out. That was meant to be my trivia time question, but I forgot to mention that at the start of the show. So there you go. Um, so a lot of change. I mean, generally speaking in MLS, you see a lot of change anyway, year on year because of things like the draft and everything to go with that. But yeah, seven players in 13 now. Good to see. Um, some of the deadwood obviously being removed. Um, finally, so good on, on Rooney for getting that through and obviously good on the, the back to, um, back office team to getting that sorted out as well. Um, so well done, Sean, whoever our GM has. Actually, we've not even had a new GM yet. I should realize we haven't got a GM. 
Oh, am I, oh, have I missed something? Or is Dave Casper running the show? Which, mm, yeah. Anyway, um, things that I'm looking forward to seeing now, Click uh, or Klitsch, um comes into the team and how he handles himself in MLS because he's got a bit of a reputation um, built up from his time in England with Leeds United. Um, scoring from 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards or more. Um, look out for an episode um, that I have been interviewed for with a, a chap whose channel name is Discovering MLS. Um, go and check him out on YouTube. Uh, we had a good chat. He's a chap from here in the UK. He's um, recently discovered MLS and he's um, documenting his jerseys. Uh, sorry, I've just seen the word jerseys come up in the comments. Um, documenting his journey on MLS as a whole. And he's an artist. He does some great um, designs. Please do go and check him out because it is fantastic. And I enjoyed spending some time chatting with him as well. Um, but yeah, um, and we, do, we were talking about Klee, um and his time at least because he was a Leeds United fan and not a single person has a bad word to say about him, um, which is great. That shows how well received he was, how good of a personality he was both on and off the pitch as well. So he's going to really warm to us. I think we'll warm to him and really excited to see how he takes to the big travels of MLS um, because, you know, Leeds didn't really get into Europe. And he would have been going up and down the M1 quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm intrigued to see how many um, minutes TKD gets after his preseason um, heroics um, that he's been uh, given us. Um, I know Rooney's a big, big fan of giving the youngsters plenty of game time. Obviously, we saw um playing towards the end of last season, even though he's like 15 years old. Um, TKD, Hopkins, um, Fletcher getting some game time towards the end of the season as well. I'm very excited to see how they bed in as well um, with the team and see how they fit in. And hopefully, they'll see a lot of minutes. Um, out of the youngsters, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited for TKD, um, Hopkins and Fletcher. I think those three are going to be key to us, um, especially from the depth perspective as well. Um, in terms of our transfers coming in, seeing the likes of Derek Williams and Ruan coming in to give provide that little bit of extra depth. Um, Derek Williams is a, is a good player. Um, coming in from, previously he was at Blackburn Rovers and um, in the championship over here in England. Um, never saw anything bad about him didn't see anything great about him but I didn't see anything bad which is always a good thing um, then he moved to MLS with LA Galaxy which is where we picked him up from so very good um, so yeah I'm, I'm happy that we've got that extra depth I just wish we had that extra quality in the goalkeeping department I think that might come to bite us in the bottom a little bit because they <laughs> Seeing the fact that we had Bono and Biller coming in for seeing Ochoa leave and Bill Hamid leave, um, they're not really like for like replacements. Um, I just wish we had something a little bit more tangible. Bono's not really a bad goalkeeper. Um, he has some had he's had some good performances for Toronto over the years, but yeah, he's just not quite the same level really. So. 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it gets on. Um, Click could make a big impact on the pitch. Excited to see how he just MLS and how and the travel involves, but also how his experience in the Premier League can help the younger players. And that's a huge, huge win. Um, so and I, I think it's just experience in the Premier League, the championship as well, because of how rough that league is as well. So it's a lot more physical than the Premier League um, in terms of upper body strength and target forwards and things like that. The classic 4-4-2, as uh, you all know, that I absolutely love that formation. Um, so, but granted, Click played in a Bielsa team, um, which was high press and basically Lozada um, modelled his philosophy on Bielsa. Um, so he'll have a lot of energy. And he should be able to last the full 90 minutes without having any issues. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to see how he adapts to the league. <laughs> So yeah, so key players for me for 2023 is going to be Click. Um, Chris Durkin, I think, is going to be an important player in whether it's on the right of midfield or whether it's in the centre of the park, as long as he gets the game time, because obviously we've got uh, Canals, um, we've got uh, Paulson as well. Um, and then potentially Nahal will move to right wing, uh, right midfield if uh, Ruan's playing at right back. So there's a lot of competition there. Um but we saw how great Durkin was towards the end of last season when he shifted out to right midfield. I think he was our top assists when he uh, moved there. It was great. Um, I think he handled it really well. Um, didn't really put too many feet wrong uh, when he was in that, in that role. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, it'd be great to see. Um, so, yeah. I'm excited for the season. I think we'll we'll get. You've got to have the uh, playoff hopes. Um, when when you see how the playoff format's going to potentially be if you don't make it, like we did last season, if we don't make it two seasons in a row, that's going to be actually no, it'll be three seasons now, won't it? If we didn't make it this year, yeah, that will be painful. I, I, I yeah. I, I can't even think think like that because that would depress me too much. So, yeah, I think the fact that we've made so many changes, um, not many incoming. Well, we obviously had seven incomings, but it's not like a, like your Fulham's or your Nottingham Forests where they made made twenty five signings um, in a season. Don't know why they did that, um, and they struggled to gel together. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we do. Things look okay at the moment and we should be on for a decent season. My aim, my hopes and aspirations for the club will be making it past the first round of the playoffs. If we can do that, it'll be it'll be a much better season than we've had recently in the recent years. We all want obviously to get get through to the MLS Cup, but let's just take it one step at a time, do what's right in front of us, not look too far ahead in the future. Um and not set, us, set ourselves up for failing. Uh, that's that. That would be my philosophy for the year. Whether you agree with that, whether you don't, we all have our opinions on what what we think should happen. Um, but I think we could all probably agree we want the best, and we would love to have an MLS Cup. Right? Cool. Um, so I will move on to fan questions very soon, but I just want to give you guys an update on what will be new for, for 2023 from a DC UK point of view. So as you can already see, we have the DC, we're in the DC UK. Um, 
there will be extra things going up on the walls. Um, I'm probably going to, well, we'll see curtains coming up, up here. I will potentially get a screen mounted over here, which will, will have different graphics on. I've got a sofa down there, uh, so you might end up seeing occasionally, rather than being stood up here, I might be sat down on the sofa and we'll do an episode down there. That'll be interesting. Um, just different points of view. Um, going to hopefully do some watch along. So when the games are happening, I want to do like play-by-play stuff. Because um, I know we're, we're not having Dave Johnson anymore, which is very, very sad to see, but I'm so happy I've got that jersey. Um, so whether it's a, it goes down the style of the play-by-play, but... I want to just have that interaction with you guys, especially for the away games. We just want everyone to get together. We chat about the game. We all interact with each other. That's what I want to do. So hopefully you'll see that happen um, on top of the podcasts. As I mentioned earlier, I want to do potentially some streaming of me playing as DC United and seeing how I do compared to how we do in real life um, through Football Manager. So hopefully keep your eyes out for that. Um, interviews I want to be doing some more interviews especially with um, players and um, DCU staff as well Um, but what we're going to do is I'm going to there won't be on a live stream as such so there will be pre-recorded interviews they will be released to DCUK members before they go out on the show so um, this is your opportunity to come and join us at DCUK just need to go to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership we it's free to join but there are two sort of tiers of pays with different ways you can pay so you can either pay it by month um, which will be five pounds a month it's not massively expensive um this day and age is probably the price of a cup of coffee from starbucks now um the way inflation's going um or you can do a yearly membership which will love will get you an exclusive uh, shirt as well um which will have a name and a number on the back of it which will be dedicated to you um and it will be a DC UK shirt. Um, so if you go for the year, you get that. If you go for the month, you don't get that, but you are helping um, everything happen behind the scenes as well. So please do. But you'll also get now um, interviews uh, before they go live. So there you go. Um, I just need the club to uh, start giving me some more interviews coming forward. Um, otherwise, uh, the next episode is the 100th episode. So keep your eyes out. We're looking to do a giveaway. Um, the details will be released later on. Um, I mean, it's our 100th episode. It's a time to celebrate. Who'd have thought 100 episodes? Um, nine, well, when I started doing this back in 2019, I never thought I would have actually got to a fifth season. I genuinely thought I would have not even made the f- finished the first season. So the fact that I'm still here doing this and you guys are out there listening or watching um it's fantastic i absolutely adore it i love the fact that i can communicate with you guys i can chat with you guys the community we we're building um is phenomenal um so thank you uh, for that 100 episodes is insane um i have enjoyed every minute of it um we've had our ups and downs um throughout throughout the history throughout the club we've had some great episodes the bad some okay episodes um but you know hundreds is just insane so once we get to the 100th episode next week 
we'll, we'll celebrate for the next hundred. So, um, yeah, I mean, she was just, I'm going to bring this up on screen. So thank you, Stu. That really means a lot. Um, you'd love to see return to interviews with club players and staff, some great ones in previous seasons. Um, uh, the Bruce thing is, um, an inside joke between me and Stu. Um, we used to uh, work for the same company and there was a little thing that happened back in those days. Um, if you want to know more, come speak to us privately about that one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's insane. So yeah, thank you to everyone who's been a part of the DCK podcast and the community. It's just insane. Brilliant. Love it. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but you know what? I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, hundred episodes. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like on this video. Make sure you leave a comment. Um, I will be asking for your thoughts. Um, I will share a link about um, how you can share some voice messages um, and they will be played out on the show as well. So let's just get everyone on. Let's do it. Um, so question times. So we've I've kind of already answered some of these questions um, throughout the podcast already. Um, but we'll go through them one by one just to re um, just to reconfirm those points. Um, so first question that came in was from David, who's a member of DC UK. He says, in what month will the line? Well, of course it will take time for all the new place to gel, no longer be acceptable to fans. He's going long and saying may. Um, if, if they haven't gelled after five matches, it's going to be difficult. Um, so that's what April so close to May but I think after five matches if we're still saying it takes time to gel then something's not quite right there and something's not happened like it should have done so yeah so for me five games into the season if it still hasn't gelled something seriously wrong um, so I hope that answers your question David I know it's quite short and sweet on that one um, Victor um, over on Instagram one of his questions he asked was if you could bring any US men's national team player to DC United who would it be um, so there's been a few players who I would love to see at the club um, one of them was Alan Senora. Um I even messaged um, our director of scouting um, say we need this guy um, because I think he would be a great fit for the team um, hard worker great midfielder I would love to see him so for me Alan Senora if we're just being ridiculous and saying anyone um, Pulisic um, uh, Flar and Belligan maybe um, because he used to play for the Borough um, he's on loan, he was on loan from Arsenal at the time but I think he would be great as a striker Um yeah, I think those are, those would be my two picks. Um, but yeah, Alan Senora as a realistic option, I thought we'll, he would have been good for us. Um, and he's young as well. So he would be good signing for a few, as, few years at the very least. Um, I'd be interested to see who you would want to bring in from uh, the US men's national team as well, Victor. So do let me know um, who yours would be. Then he then goes on to ask as well, um, personal best and worst kit reveals for the season. Um, so as we've just had the mini kit review earlier. So for me, the best one will be DC United. Um, but I also like uh, Chicago Fires and Charlotte FCs. I think those two 
kits have been really good. The worst one was Rebels and um, unfortunately Philly Unions as well. I like the the attempts that that Philly Union had done with it, especially with the different logo as well. But the fact that like Mulder Cheese and the Simpsons uh, intro, yeah. And uh, Stu mentioned the the new New Jersey pink cows uh, producing cheese. It's about right. Yeah. I enjoyed that comment, Stu. Thank you. Um, then Riddick Patel. Uh, expectations for the season. Um, obviously, I've just been mentioning those. So, expectation would be getting into the playoffs. Um, hopes would be um, making it at least past the first round of the playoffs. Um, hopes. Um, wild hopes would be MLS Cup, obviously. Um you know, I was going to want to, want to win the cup. Um, proposed changes to playoffs. Um, I'm all, I would like to keep it simple. Um, or the kiss method, which is keep it simple, stupid. Um, the one thing I would do want to see back come back though, is the penalties is the halfway line penalties. The old start, they were great. They were actual proper penalties rather than just having from 12 yards out and just blasting it. You've actually got to do a bit of skill um, with the uh, halfway line. So bring those back. Don't care what else you do with the playoffs, really, as long as it's simple. Um, and then last question uh, was from Beyond Buzzard over on Instagram as well. Who's my player to watch out for this year? Um, Click uh, will be the main one. Um, I think he will be the main playmaker. I think... Um, It'd be interesting to see how well he does um, and how much time on the ball he gets as well uh, because he can hit it from range. Just be prepared to see some bangers going in. Um, I think we've got in sort of the midfield and forward line, I think we're really well covered. The fact that we've got Knaus, um, Paulson, Click, Durkin, Nahar, um, Hopkins, TKD, um, Fletcher potentially um, just quality and depth there obviously we've got Taxi we've got um, Benteke um, up top as well um, Fletcher would play up top I think we're we're quite well stacked there I would like to see us potentially bring out one more striker um, I think that would be really good to see but otherwise um, in the forward line I think we're pretty pretty well solid on there back line I think it's not too bad. We could probably do with one or two more players. I'm just going to switch out the keeper um, and just getting a real good quality keeper would be, I think that's the missing pieces. One or two extra mid uh, defenders and a top quality goalkeeper. I think we're a bit late on the top quality goalkeeper though. So I don't expect anything on that side. Um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, but the play to watch will be uh, Klitsch, uh or Click. Oh, I really need to find out which way to pronounce that. Um, so yeah that would be my top player well that kind of um, wraps things up really unless anyone else has got any last minute questions out there um, for me we will wrap things up um, like I say, stay tuned for the 100th episode next week um, same time next Thursday 10pm uh, UK time 5pm US time sorry I had to think about that I was thinking well, well where are we broadcasting to it's just Major League Soccer in America. Um, so yeah, so we'll get that going. 
keep an eye out for giveaway details and keep an eye out for if you want to share any messages and before the show feel free to do some written questions in again or keep an eye out for the voice message link you can leave voicemails um so that would be great um first full episode in the dcu cave so thank you to the shirts um hanging up on the back there my handiwork did okay that haven't fallen yet so that's always a plus and uh, thank you to the radiator for not blowing up on me this time uh, blowing the electrics um so let's wrap it up thank you for tuning in thank you for listening it's been a lengthy episode but i hope you've all enjoyed it and until next time vamos united Whoa, whoa, whoa.